0: Hi! Welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Kunjini Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency post-traumatic growth and normalize mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver science-backed, actionable tips and strategies so you can take back the control over your life and be inspired to be the best version of yourself with each day forward. So tune in every Tuesday for a featured guest and every Thursday for a solo episode with me, where we unpack mine body, brain, and spirit connections related to each episode with the featured guest. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely, and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. And quickly, before we start today, I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Hello, and welcome to another brand new episode of Traumatic Transformations. I'm your host, Kanjani Patel, and today I'm going to spend some time discussing what therapy is like, and especially what EMDR therapy, which stands for eye movement, desensitization reprocessing therapy, a kind of treatment modality used to treat trauma And I want to take some time and discuss some of these uh, basic things, but really things that I find normally that people are misinformed about. So I want to take some time today and sort of, you know, bring to light what therapy is like, um, especially because of the stigma associated with therapy. And, you know, a lot of people are not aware of EMDR. So I'm going to tie those two things, the very two things that sort of defines me, who I am, my healing process through my traumatic events. And, you know, that led me to who I am today, as a therapist, uh, trauma specialist, and my... um, Identity, so to speak, and my work with my patients, so I and my clients. Um, so I really want to take some time and talk to you about what therapy is like, what it shouldn't be like, um, because a lot of times people are very afraid, I find, or not ready to seek professional help. And sometimes they are ready to seek professional help, but are they don't have those resources available to them, either based on where they live um, geographically or you know, it might not be available either because they live in a country that where mental health is, um, there is so much uh, stigma associated with mental health. So, you know, most of the time we grow up thinking or the narrative around therapy is it is only for crazy, quote unquote, crazy people. And I don't like to use that term lightly because I just don't think, uh, uh, and believe that crazy people want to be crazy. It's just the chemical imbalances in their brains that lead them to have mental illness. So I really wanted to focus on what mental illness is Um not focus, but sort of bring awareness of what mental illness is. It's organically and just chemical imbalances in your brain over time that you can think yourself out of or um, talk yourself out of or control, in that case, um, some of the things that you're going through, whether it be depression, anxiety, PTSD, addictions, um, schizophrenia, a lot of psychosis dementia, a lot of those personality disorders, none of those things you can control. So just so that you are aware and just so that you know, you can empathize with people who might be going through these issues. They normally don't choose it. um, And it's not that they want to be in that frame or state of being. It's difficult for them, just as much as it is for us as a society, um, to not even, it's difficult for them to live through it. And for us as a society, to not even understand what they might be going through can be quite tumultuous for people who are enduring it. So, be mindful of that and, you know, um, know how to practice empathy, know the language the and awareness that you can have around some of these issues. So back to therapy and um, what mental health is psychological and emotional well-being and um, uh, mental wellness is habits, practices, um, you know, your way of living, your lifestyle, your vision, um, your Um, so to speak, mind, body, brain, spiritual experiences that you practice in your day-to-day that leads to the wellness of your mind, your body, and your brain, and your overall sense of being. So um, when I talk about therapy, I just want people to know that it is supposed to be an environment that you feel absolutely supported in, um, you feel very non-judged in, and it really is very important that your therapist is the right fit for you. Because if the therapist is not trauma informed or doesn't specialize or practice what in what, um, you're going through, then their level, uh, their scope of, um, Competence and what you and and, in terms of being able to help you might be very limited. So uh, research your therapist thoroughly. Your therapist should be able to, you know, give you a sense of uh, space where you just feel as if you belong. And just even though they might not have gone through the same things, but they provide you with an empathetic environment where they don't judge you. They Help you feel safe. They help you. They model healthy behaviors. They teach you. Um, there's a lot of psychoeducation in therapy because a lot of times people have this misconception that therapy is a place where people just go and talk to. We are not rent a friends where, you know, you pay us to sort of just vent and we give you advice on things. We technically help you um, with a lot of things and behaviors and dysfunctions and. Um, abuse and trauma and all the things that you've been through that are not serving you but would like to learn different coping skills or different things that you the goals that you very much set definitely want to make that clear that therapy is not a place where we tell you what to do or just like you see on Dr. Phil on TV where people tell you what to do and advise you on your life we're not your parents we're not supposed to be advising you we're not supposed to be telling you how to live your life because that is not our job. Our job is for us to assess what's going on, not to label you because a lot of times people, and depending on who you speak to in terms of mental health and psycho- psychotherapy and psycho- psychological um, world, People have different views and just like, you know, every client doesn't look the same. We have five fingers. All five fingers look very different, just like that rule applies to our kids. We don't parent all of our kids the way we know how or we were parented or what we didn't like about our parenting. Every kid is like five finger. We have to parent the way. They are as individuals. The same thing is for a therapist. We all come from different backgrounds and different ways of life. So it's really important that you find someone who is the right fit for you. A lot of times I find people, they come to therapy when they're in complete crisis and I, I normally like to tell people that, you know, um, if you find yourself in a place where you don't feel that something is right, therapy is a good place to come and figure out and, you know, um, explore what your options can be, where you feel stuck, where you feel overwhelmed. We might not have the right answers, but we can, we have tons of resources that we can help you with. So that you can be in a place where you want to be, you get to set your goals. You get to set your treatment plan along with your therapist um, as to what your ideal looks like on your very first appointment. You talk to them about your life. We assess you. We the diagnosis is not to label you, but it helps us in treating you um, so that we can, you know, tr- pick different modalities of treatment to. Figure out the right trajectory of your goal and your path of what your well being looks like to you. So, really, need, you need to understand that therapy is not a place where, you know, someone will tell you what to do or make you go through all these emotions and hard things. Our job is not to re traumatize you at all, our job is to help you get through things as easily and safely. Sometimes it is hard but again we provide you with an environment that 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 emulates safety so it's not easy a lot of times but it's and definitely one of the things that i practice with my patients and clients is that you know, we take it at the pace that you're already at, we, you get to be on the driver's seat and discuss and, you know, decide the trajectory of your treatment, not us. So, um, you know, there is a huge thing about 50% of um people who they, they see two other therapists before they find the third one who is the right fit for them. 40% of people, they're, they're, tons of research done on this. So really, you know, this is a subject that's heavily studied where therapeutic alliance and the fit with your therapist, it really defines the trajectory of your treatment and where you're trying to end up and what you're going in there for. And um, one of the other things that I would like to emphasize is that You know, you can just go in, even if you're, whether you're stuck in your relationships, whether you're stuck with your career choices, whether you're stuck about your purpose in life, whether it's, you know, stuck about some of the things that have happened in your past or, you know, very big, heavy, traumatic events and things that you've been through. So it can look as, um, it can also look as if your therapist is your coach, where you're not always necessarily going in for um heavy duty mental health traumatic events of your life they could come up as we explore things, but again, um it's not the only thing that people go to therapy for, and again, it can really really help you and be a place where you can become the best version of yourself. So just um knowing that you know, I don't know if I lost my thought about forty percent um statistic, but again, forty percent people tend to find three other therapists before they find the fourth one. So I always tell people, you know, it's just like, um, when you hit crisis, if it, it's really hard for it takes a lot of mental energy to find someone. So always have someone that you know, or that you might contact in case something happens. And especially with trauma in, in our life, we, we can't project when certain things are going to happen, right? Or we can, but we can be prepared. So one of the things that I like to encourage people to do is just to go through there are tons of resources out there. And I can put them in my show notes, you can look on, psychology directories called psychology today. I'm listed on one of them. I you can find people on Google, and people most of the time therapists only practice in the state that you live in. Um if in it depends on different countries. I know I have my listeners from all across the world, so really just knowing that if there is anything that might happen, you know, there are child psychologists, there are um, people who specialize in geriatric psychology, there are people who specialize in different gender uh, and sexuality um, issues. So there's a whole bunch that you just have to find the right fit for you in order for you to get the most out of that experience and just healing and where you're trying to be at in life. So I just couldn't emphasize that enough. And then and the other thing that I wanted to talk about today, and please shoot me with any questions that you might have in terms of finding a therapist or other resources that you can, you know, you want to know. I My Insta handle is at gpatelcounseling.com and it has a whole bunch of resources on where you can go about trying to find a good therapist um, and, you know, a good therapist for you and what that entire experience looks like. So um, h- call me anytime or text me anytime or, you know, DM me anytime if you need to know more about what therapy should look like and you know what therapy is not it is um i so just be very clear on that and it's not supposed to be a place where you're afraid of going to we definitely try our best we know that people are in crisis we know that people are in bad shape we know that people are going through a lot of difficult things and that's the last thing we want to do is make it worse for them so we want to make sure that we make sure that you know, we provide them with the most nurturing, caring, non judgmental, uh, safe space so that they can explore a whole wider range of emotions that they might be going through. So the other thing then that leads me to talk about at this point is EMDR therapy. And what is that? And I get a lot of questions on that as well because I'm a trauma specialist um, and I've been practicing EMDR for almost 10 plus years now. So it's really important that I absolutely love, love, love this treatment modality. I've been through it myself, processing um, a lot of my sexual trauma and lot of other things um, divorce and you know not being able to go to med school and all those things that I feel so much at peace with and just amazing about at this point but it was absolutely you know it it was almost as if it changed my life from being suicidal day in and day out to now in a place where I paid forward make peace with it just help tons of other people who are now experiencing the same things or have been through the same things and um, there are Of other treatment trauma treatment modalities out there, so I'm not saying this is the only one that works, but it is one of the most empirically studied and you know valid treatments for. PTSD so successful treatments for people who suffer from PTSD so this treatment is called EMDR therapy eye movement desensitization reprocessing it's a powerful form of trauma therapy since its inception in 1980s it has been widely used treatment to relieve psychological trauma and has helped 2 million-plus people all ages around the world. Over 100,000 clinicians are trained in it and practice it worldwide. So if you're living in a country, just type in EMDRIA.org, and you should be able to find an EMDR therapist close to you. And it is one of the most empirically valid and successful treatments used for people who suffer from PTSD, Depression, anxiety, phobias, panic attack, trauma, grief, and other intense emotional problems. It is considered a breakthrough because of its simplicity and the fact that, you know, it is a cross, we call it a cross-hemispheric, uh, interhemispheric, and cross-modality processing. And the reason why it's inter-hemispheric is because I'm just going to give you a very um, short version of what it is so that, you know, you can um, become aware of what, it, 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 there's an entire neuroscience process to it, but for the sake of this podcast, to keep it simple and so that you understand what it is and why it's useful um, it is, so you have, uh, when, when you are affected by trauma, a lot of your, you know, um, reptilian brain or, you know, the amygdala, the hippocampus, the insula, the cingulate, all of those areas of your brain are very subconscious, um, sort of right brain areas of your brain. Your left brain is the prefrontal cortex, which is, you know, the left brain, um, it's involved in decision making, analytical, judgment, math, technical, logistic part of your brain, whereas your right brain is emotional, creative feelings, you know, sensations, and intuitive part of your brain, so to speak. So when we are affected by certain kinds of traumatic situations in our life, what happens is that some of those memories in our brain, as they happen, get stuck. So we get in a fight or flight, you know, um, space of living, like fight or flight mode. And some of those memories, because the hippocampus is affected, it's the ju- learning and the memory part of our brain. A lot of times people who have experienced extended amount of PTSD or very long-term stress responses in their bodies or in their brains, you know, they're, they're, they've are they're done MRIs and fMRIs on people who have experienced PTSD and they've noticed that their amygdala and hippocampus and, you know, have atrophied over time. But thanks to neuroplasticity, which is, um, you know, our brain being able to change, and then neurogenesis where we form new um, neurons by doing certain things. So through EMDR treatment, when they have done post-PTSD, Treat, uh, EMDR um, MRIs, they have noticed that the hippocampus actually was able to come back to its normal size. So, you know, people were really, they saw significant improvement in their um brain fog it wasn't there anymore, and they were able to remember things better and One of the things that uh, some of the other things that p t uh e m d r also tends to treat is depression, anxiety, phobias panic attack uh trauma grief, and other intense intense emotional problems so i a lot of times i'll tell people when you experience some of those intense intense events, when I treat people with e m d r as soon as it happens, it really saves them a lot of you know grief that you know they experience uh, and a whole range of very deep dark emotions that they would experience if they've not been into treatment which most of the time that is the case so for my people who have already been through some EMDR treatment, I, you know, I I educate them by letting them know that in the future, if anything happens, because we can't predict life, right? And if things happen, we can, we can be prepared for it. So just in knowing that, you know, if as soon as certain things happen, if you get into an EMDR treatment right away, it really helps because a lot of what we do with EMDR, we move your eyes left and right, which means that we stimulate your left and your right brain, your bilaterally, as a part of the treatment, you can read up more about this on my website, gpatelcounseling.com forward slash EMDR therapy. I also have a blog written on EMDR therapy, what it is and explaining all the videos and all the pictures about what this entire treatment entails. But for the sake of this, EMDR is considered a breakthrough therapy because of its simplicity and the fact that it can bring quick and lasting results. So when you move your eyes left and right, something about moving your eyes left and right, you you strengthen some parts of your brain, like I mentioned to you earlier, the parasympathetic, the, you know, the relaxation responses or that part of your brain. It teaches you a lot of emotional intelligence as well as a part of this. Well, As I mentioned earlier, it's a cross-modality treatment. So we figure out, you know, some of the traumatic events that you've been through, and it reprograms, so to speak, the subconscious of your brain or, you know, the, the, the five areas of your brain that I mentioned that are affected. Um, so that your memories of it are not stuck back when it happened, but you reprogram it and reprocess it to who you are today and as you understand it today. And the best thing about this entire process is that you don't have to talk to pe- your practitioner about this other than, you know, small checkups here and there with them so that they know that you're on the right path when you keep moving your eyes left and right and, you know, walk you through a series of steps. It's an eight-phase protocol that we follow, but each therapist, again, brings their own essence And their own flavor, so to speak, to the treatment of EMDR. So we also do a lot of inner child work as a part of this process, which really, really, really helps you, you know, reprogram and reprocess some of the perceptions that you felt of the event, you know, as they were so fearful and so scary and so deep and so sad. And, you know, going back to some of the things, some of the things, uh, cognitions that I normally, when I start processing with people, that people process is I. I felt powerless. I felt helpless. I felt trapped. I felt un um, unlovable. I felt overwhelmed. I felt as if I'm not good enough. I should have done something as a part of some of the traumatic events that they've been through. They've been through. But then after we we've gone through it, we get people to a place where they're. Let's say on the scale of zero to 10, 10 being the worst, zero being none, you know, we get them to a place where they feel zero, zero, zero emotional reaction as it relates to that event, as if it, it, they don't forget it, that it, it's not that it didn't happen, but they come to peace with who they are now and the event, and they can talk about it openly without any emotional triggers or um, things that might be happening. So it is just a memory. It's it's not something um, as if it's happening in the here and now, the memory that happened in the past and the trauma is over and the people end up feeling I'm good enough. I survived. I'm okay as I am. I can control what I can, um, you know, and really reprograms your subconscious because a lot of times, you know, as I mentioned earlier earlier, just like trauma lies in the eye of the beholder, healing also is a process. And, you know, it's a process that has to be conducive to you. And you can't think yourself out of the trauma, no matter how hard you try a lot of times. It's a lot of subconscious processes that occur that need to be, you know, regulated from being dysregulated after being in such a long-term stress response. Um, And sometimes some of the things in terms of PTSD, they arise years later. It doesn't happen right after trauma, or a few weeks or months after trauma, it comes up years later. But one of the best things that I found with EMDR is that, you know, when people are experiencing these conditions, the only thing that they seek is relief from this extreme, extreme amount of pain and the and just peace with their past. So I I help a lot of my eating disorder patients with this, a lot of my grief patients with this. And it's just an amazing treatment that um, is very uh, well researched and used for the treatment of trauma. Like I mentioned to you earlier, um, you know, just look into it on my website and get more knowledge about it. I'm more than happy to speak to you about it um, and more details that it can have And again, it doesn't work for everybody, but 99% of the people that I treat, it has. So again, if people are open to it, it might not be something bad to consider. Um, Again, when it comes to extreme traumatic things and things that keep coming up and things you keep having emotional charge about, I am very big on using different treatment modalities along with you know, just talk therapy. So, you know, sometimes hypnosis, hypnotherapy, um, a lot of subconscious, like um, subconscious um, reprogramming treatments like neurofeedback and, you know, self, um, not EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques. There are a lot of other techniques that are, you know, used in conjunction with trauma treatments a lot of body treatments also so somatic tre- interventions are used as a part of trauma trauma healing and trauma work so Um, brain spotting is another new emerging treatment used in the treatment of traumas. um, And you can look that up also online. There's a lot of research. It's been studied since 2005 and it was um, inspired by EMDR, but it is also another emerging trauma treatment used out there. So different things work for different people. There is no you know, one size fits all when it comes to trauma treatment. So you just have to know what works for you and the therapist that works for you, because literally the therapeutic alliance that you form with your therapist can be very healing, can be very nurturing and can be very uplifting and empowering. So I really encourage you to look into therapy, EMDR therapy, hypnosis or whatever works for you. Um, there is a concept neuro linguistic programming. So there are a lot of different treatment modalities out there you might not know and you have the full right to do a free phone consult with your therapist or just give them a call and ask them, you know, I provide free phone consults, 15-minute consults when I um, take new clients. So just know that, you know, your therapist should be open to talking about some of these issues and things with you so that you know what if you guys are right fit for each other. And really, you, I, and truly going back to suffering is not a choice for a lot of people because who are suffering from in mental illness, but suffering is definitely a choice. So if you or your loved one is going through something that is really difficult, I would encourage you to seek help because. It is not as, um, scary as it, you know, seems to be or it doesn't make you crazy because you are in therapy. You don't have to be crazy to be in therapy. You also don't have to you know, suffer from mental illness, so to speak. If you are um, just going through a hard time and need a sounding board or need a third person outside your friends and family, therapy is definitely something that would help you um, get through that process. It is a sense of support that you get from someone who you absolutely don't know and are not related to but know, know their art, know their passion and know and has training and experience and years of it, um, to tr- help you get through some of the things that you're going through. Happiness is not a choice, but suffering is definitely a choice. And it's hard. It's not easy at first. It's very difficult to get help. Um, people associate getting help with weakness, but actually it's a sign of strength and courage because Asking someone for help is not easy, and therapy is absolutely a confidential process. So just know that unless you are going out there and telling people you're in therapy, I certainly am not as your therapist because um, I'm supposed to keep it a very confidential process, even from your loved ones, from your family, from your spouse. According to HIPAA, I cannot confirm or deny anyone as soon as you walk in my door. Um, that, you know, you were here for treatment. So just know that it it is supposed to be a place where you go heal, become the best version of yourself and transform into your best self so that you can live a life that you were placed on this planet for. It doesn't mean that you will never experience hardships again, but you will be more equip- equipped, resilient, strong um, to deal with things, and you will know what you did the last time so you can get through it again if things uh, come awry. So just know that, and hopefully, and I'm really, uh, this little bit of time with me that you spent here changes your perspective on what therapy should look like. So thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you tuning in every week with me, trusting me with all the things that I have to uh, offer and teach and inspire you about. So really, really thankful to have you tuning in and trusting me and appreciate your support more than you can, you know. So tune in to my blog community. I'm in the process of launching um, my blog and I want to create a community of people who are, you know, healers and people who are looking to heal and from all walks of life and just looking to be transforming into the best, Version of yourself that you were placed on this planet for. So um, g- connect with me on Instagram at G Patel Counseling. Follow my blog, community. join my blog community because I would love to have you there and for us to support each other and, you know, make this world a better place. So subscribe if you haven't already. And if you could please rate and review my show, it would really help other people find um, the, my work so that I can make an impact on, you know, helping people find hope, some knowledge on mental health awareness and reduce the stigma associated with it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Have a blessed day.